Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tramel Gomes, with breaking news from Democratic Senator Annette Tadeo. I am running for governor. Tadeo is up against two Democratic frontrunners, Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed and her former gubernatorial running mate, Congressman Charlie Crist. I know he has a very good heart. But this is this race isn't about Charlie or me, for that matter. It's about the future of our party and state. Soon after Chris made his pledge to legalize cannabis, Ag Commissioner Freed made it clear she's not new to the call. And when I announced my campaign in 2018, my opening video was about the juxtaposition between the overregulation of marijuana and the underregulation of guns. And Governor DeSantis shares concerns over dubious claims about the federal government's attempt to track bank transactions and driver data. There's some really, really bad juju going on up there right now. Today's Sunrise interview is with Democratic Senator Annette Tadeo, who joins us and confirms that she is officially jumping into the race for governor. We've got all that, including other top stories trending around the state and capital. Plus, we have your calendar of political events and more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting. It's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at floridaeducationchampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Monday, October 18th. Today is National No Beard Day, but I'm still not ready to shave. I will, however, partake in National Chocolate Cupcake Day. On this day in 1767, the Mason-Dixon Line, the boundary between Maryland and Pennsylvania, was agreed upon. In 1931, American gangster Al Capone was convicted of federal income tax evasion and was subsequently sentenced to 11 years in prison. And in 2007, there was an attack on a motorcade carrying former Prime Minister of Pakistan, Benazir Bhutto, the first woman leader of a Muslim nation in modern history. She survived the bombing but was later a assassinated. For 105 days this summer, while COVID-19 deaths soared across the state, Floridians had no idea how many of their neighbors were dying. The Florida Department of Health knew how many people were dying in each county, but stopped telling the public on June 4th. That's when state officials stopped releasing daily pandemic data. Be sure to read Ian Hodgson's story in the Tampa Bay Times, which is just a tiny snapshot of how deadly the latest COVID wave has been throughout the state. They want to take every bank account of $600 and snoop on your bank account. We need to stop that. On Friday, Governor DeSantis criticized proposals to have the Internal Revenue Service track transactions exceeding $600 and mileage for a potential tax as attempts to have the federal government snoop in people's lives. So how the hell are they going to do that? Follow you around with that? So there's some really, really bad juju going on up there right now and we just need you guys to stand strong and and not let this happen but according to the associated press that's not what's actually happening 
As part of its efforts to crack down on tax evasion by the wealthy, the Biden administration has proposed a policy aimed at reducing the tax gap and improving tax compliance. According to the AP financial institutions, under this proposal, which are already required to report to taxpayers and the IRS when bank accounts earn interest that exceeds $10, would also document the total amount deposited and withdrawn from personal and business accounts annually. The requirement would not extend to bank accounts that have less than $600 in transactions per year or contain a balance of less than $600. Marijuana or Mary Jane, it's the talk on the campaign trail as of late for Congressman Charlie Crist. Let me be clear. If I'm elected governor, I will legalize marijuana in the Sunshine State. However, Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed says she's long been in support of legalization, but is also calling for diversity in the current market. And across the entire board, we need to get more people into this industry. Right now, there's 22 licenses in the entire state of Florida. There's one female CEO and no minorities. That is unacceptable. That when we are seeing black and brown individuals still going to jail and to prison for the same types of activities that white men are making millions upon millions of dollars on. For months, we've heard chatter about our next Sunrise guest, Miami State Senator Annette Tadeo. She's here to address the rumors and make things Official. Senator Annette Tadeo, welcome to Sunrise. I understand that you have a big announcement today. What is going on? I am running for governor. Why did you make this decision? And congratulations to coming to this decision, by the way. That, that's a big step. You know, I I came to this decision because frankly, so many people were calling and saying, uh, would you consider it? And the calls got further and further, bigger and bigger as time went along. And um, and frankly, this conversation started when we saw the Hispanic vote for Democrats really go down in the last election cycle and even the previous one. So a lot of uh, conversations started even then about the future of uh, of the Democratic Party in Florida and, and all the different things. But frankly, for me, what truly pushed me over the edge is that I am a mom with a kid in public school for, and first and foremost. And, and I can tell you that our kids' safety and all of our Floridian safety should be number one when you are governor. And, and it's time that we have a governor that actually governs and that looks out for Floridians and not for their future political ambitions. But you're jumping in at a time when there are two Democratic frontrunners that are, as far as timing goes, that are way ahead of the pack. You have the former governor, Charlie Crist, Congressman Charlie Crist, who is there running, and current Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed. So what do you plan to bring to the table to make your name stand out? Well, look, the the last time in 2018, we saw both sides have primaries where the nominees started as underdogs and were discounted early on. I believe we have a clear path forward because so many in our party want to have a fighter in their nominee, someone who is battle tested and has won tough races and is prepared to bring together a coalition of voters who can carry us through 
the finish line. And I'm not talking just about the primary, but also the general. I know, I know our campaign can do that, um, both in the primary and the general. And those who discount underdogs do so by choosing to ignore history. What did you say to your former campaign running mate, Congressman Charlie Crist? You were on his ticket and now you are a fierce competitor. So what was that conversation like? Because in this space, you could have been supporting him. Why did you choose to run against him? Look, I have great respect uh, for Charlie. I consider him a friend and I know he has a very good heart. But this is this race isn't about Charlie or me for that matter. It's about the future of our party and state. And I can tell you this, if I'm the nominee, I know Charlie will stand shoulder to shoulder with me to fight for Florida. And I will do the same. But I know after taking a few months to truly listen to so many in our party and across our state, I offer unique stories that will help us build the, the winning coalition. I'm a mom with a daughter in public school, like I just said. Um, his, I'm also a Hispanic small business owner who is living proof of what can happen when we work hard to achieve our American dream story. Looking at strategies to to run for this office of, of being governor, we have current governor Ron DeSantis. I know you don't mince words when it comes to him and criticizing <laughs> what he does, but his strategy, and we talked about it on this program, is seeming to be he doesn't really pay attention to the candidates like yourself, Congressman Christ, and Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed. He looks way up to Washington. He sends his attack to the current president. And that seems to be working for him. So again, what do you plan to do to make yourself stand out, especially coming in so late in the game? Well, first of all, I don't think it's late. But um, look, uh, I think that it is very clear that our current governor is very aware of his uh, political ambitions. And um, and is working towards those, which means he's more worried about voters in Iowa than about, um, you know, the well-being of Floridians, including our children. So voters uh, will will make a decision about whether they want someone who will actually govern and will actually be a governor for Floridians and not someone who's more concerned about, uh, you know, voters in Iowa. In addition to that, I will tell you, I, I think that, uh, you know, we Democrats must, uh, you know, must, must get tough and ready for, for what will be indeed a very big fight. And I am known as a fighter uh, who, who doesn't give up. And frankly, that's exactly what we need in order to be a well-funded incumbent governor and, uh, you know, but this is a state that is decided by very close margins. And we need to build that coalition to win in November against this governor, who, again, is, is not really concerned about Floridians, is concerned about his future political ambitions and is very clear, by the way, he is not governing. So you are getting ready to file and make everything official today. And you are 
in the race. And I guess we can just say you're in it to win it, of course, otherwise you wouldn't be here. So I wish you all the best on your campaign. And thank you so much for joining me here. Anything else that you'd like to share with our audience? Thank you. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be with your audience. And I will tell you this, I, again, I am known as a fighter. I get my fighting spirit and in our announcement video talks about this from my American uh, Air Force fighter pilot, my dad, uh, who who really taught me to never give up, no matter what the obstacles. And, and I have proven uh, to do that over and over throughout my life uh, with many obstacles along the way, but also because of the obstacles have been successful. And I look forward to going across the state and getting first, you know, Democrats uh, to believe that we can do this and we can form the coalition to win, not just in August, but in November. All right. Well, Senator Annette Tadeo, the newest candidate for governor of Florida, I wish you all the best and thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Senator Tadeo was first elected to the Senate in 2017. I remember interviewing her in Washington on the Rotunda podcast. We will certainly talk more on how Tadeo's entry into the gubernatorial race will shake things up on upcoming programs here on Sunrise. Here's your calendar of events. House Minority Co-Leader Evan Jenny will hold an online media availability at 9 this morning. The Senate Reapportionment Committee will discuss the map drawing process at 10. There's a news conference with victims of abuse at the former Arthur G. Dozer School for Boys and the Florida School for Boys at Okeechobee starting at 11. The Senate Commerce and Tourism Committee will receive a presentation from Department of Economic Opportunity Secretary Dane Eagle about the unemployment system at 1.30. The House Healthcare Appropriations Subcommittee will receive a presentation from the Agency for Healthcare Administration about a project known as Florida Healthcare Connections, which involves upgrading Medicaid technology. That's at 4. The House Public Integrity and Elections Committee will receive a report from the Department of Children and Families about a legal settlement involving the Florida Coalition Against Domestic Violence, which faced allegations about excessive pay to former executive director Tiffany Carr. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez joined this week in South Florida hosts Michael Putney and Glenna Milberg and talked about the ouster of his police chief, Art Acevedo, particularly why he's been silent during all the drama over his hand-picked police chief. You know, you have to be careful. Um, there are the possibility of litigation. Uh, you have to understand that you, you ha- have a good working relationship with the commission. I want to preserve that. Um, and so I'm, I'm careful with, with the words that I choose. Uh, and I, I always said at the appropriate moment, I would speak. Now the question is, what if the former chief takes legal action against the city? To, to, that they wanted to hear from him under oath. And the chief decided not to do that, which frankly surprised me. I thought the chief would uh, mount a defense. I thought the chief uh, would speak in his defense, uh, particularly since the manager had not allowed him to speak to the press for a period of time. So I I really thought we were going to hear from him. We were going to hear from his defense. And I think that, frankly, makes it much more difficult for him to sue the city going forward. And that's it for the man who was brought in to shake things up. Miami's top leaders made it clear they did not like the way things were going. And Art Acevedo was kicked out just after six months on the job. Finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.